Your Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, happy Tuesday. Uh, It is thunderstorming like nobody's business here, so I hope the weather is a little bit better where you are. Welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Locked On NHL. If you haven't gotten enough hockey from me here at Locked On Blue Jackets, then Locked On NHL is here to fill the gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening in the league. Subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories and game recaps each day. You can subscribe to Locked On NHL wherever you get podcasts. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster. Uh, Today, we're going to be continuing the conversation that I had with Jack Bushman of Locked On Blackhawks yesterday. uh, We talked about Seth Jones. We talked about the trade, the contract. Uh, So today, we're going to get into some Adam Boquist conversation, uh, a little bit of serious scouting, his on-ice stuff, and a little bit less serious. Uh, I took a quick look into his Instagram uh, to see if he had a dog, mostly, and uh, there's some good news. Good news there. So uh, let's let's jump into the conversation. I think as well, it's uh, we can move on from from the the drama of of hockey fans in a minute. But I feel like as well, in particular with Chicago, um, you got spoiled with Duncan Keith's contract for a very long time. You know, Duncan Keith was making was making what five points something. Five point five. Unbelievable. For the for basically the entire time that the Blackhawks were dominant. You know, like he won the Consmith making that amount of money. And people were like, this is the best contract in all of sports. You know, and obviously now that he's kind of what, 38? Yeah, and, he just turned 38 like two weeks um, ago. Yeah. Now that he's 38 and, and earning that amount of money and is not the Duncan Keith that he was in 2015, I think people are kind of angry about it but I, I feel like it's it's very much a case of um Chicago got used to paying their number one defenseman a very very small amount of money um and it's kind of like in Pittsburgh as well you know like Sidney Crosby's making 8.7 million and will probably continue to make 8.7 million and he's one of the best players in the world you know I don't yeah. he's not even in the top 10 uh, biggest contracts for forwards I don't think so no probably not I think Mal- I'm pretty sure Malkin makes more than he does. I yeah, I think so as well. I think Malkin's on nine something. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think it, it's a case of of Chicago got used to not paying top dollar for a very very good defenseman. I'm not saying that that Seth Jones is as good as Duncan Keith was, kind of in that five year period where the Blackhawks were dominant, but. It's it's hard to kind of be like, well, we were only paying this much and now we're paying twice as much for a player that's not as good, ignoring the fact that, well, A, that contract is now illegal and yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe maybe should never have been signed. Um Right. And and B, you're playing, you know, you're paying he's over ten years younger than Duncan Keith. And it's incredibly unlikely that you're gonna get hit with the kind of cap recapture penalties that Nashville is now that Shea Weber might be done, you know, not to mm-hmm. jump, jump around right. to different, different contracts, but it's, I don't know, it's, it, it is a, it is a big chunk of change, but at the end of the day, if the team wins and if Seth Jones performs well, then isn't it worth the money? Absolutely. Absolutely. 
And also going on to the point that you just brought up, the Blackhawks really have not made a huge free agent splash like this in quite some time, if you think about it. Um, and when they did make those free agent splashes, they were basically, uh, or, or give out contracts of this significance, they were basically now illegal deals. The Marion Hosa deal back in the day, now illegal. Duncan Keith's deal, now illegal. Um, and we haven't really paid for a premier player in a long time. So um, I think that's why a lot of people were a little bit shell-shocked at the number as well. And really going back a couple months ago, when I was thinking about what Seth Jones would get on that next contract, I was guessing, I knew he was for sure going to get over 8 million. I knew he was going to get over 8 million. I thought it was going to be I somewhere around 8, 8.5, I thought. So if he got nine, I wouldn't be, you know, I think that's right around what he was going to get. 9.5, yeah, they probably spent a million dollars too much, but he wasn't going to be cheap. I don't know why people act like this was going to be a bargain. I get he under, he hasn't played very well the past couple of years, but go go look at how well he was doing before that, and it's not like he was going to sign a 6 or $7 million contract. No, no, no. Seth Jones was going to get a lot of money. It yeah. was going to take a lot of money to get him. 8.5, I thought that's what he was going to get. It wound up being 9.5. For a million dollars, I don't think that's enough money for people to be throwing the gaskets that they are over Seth right now. You know? Yeah, exactly. And the cap, what's the cap? Like 88 million? No. That's 80, too high. I think it's, it's 81.5. 81, right. Yeah. yeah. You know, in the grand scheme of things, a million dollars is, it sounds crazy to say that a million dollars is nothing, but in the grand scheme of the cap and like honestly the Blackhawks are a super young team right now who else are they going to be paying like right. I get they, they, they're going to have to pay Kirby Dark at some point they're going to have to pay Alex Dabrinka in a couple of years but apart from that you know the Kane and Taves contracts are, are up soon Kane probably will take about the same I don't know that Jonathan Taves is going to command the what is yeah. it 10.5 million 10.5 no. yeah it's 10.5 10.5 yeah and look how bad you look how bad people thought those contracts were when they signed them eight years ago. You know, I remember people being like, wow, I can't believe they're spending that much money on two players. For Patrick Kane, it wound up being great. Exactly. And like maybe it was a little bit of an overpayment for Jonathan Taves, but also, you know, like I think that balances out in the grand scheme of things. Um, and also he was your number one center for a long time and people you're going to have to pay money for that. You know, there are three right. positions in this league that you're going to have to pay a lot of money for. And it's your number one center, your number one defenseman, and you're starting goalie, you know? Yes. Yes. So, and also he was arguably the best leader in professional sports at that time. Exactly. Coming up in a minute, I've got more of my conversation with Jack. But first, I've got to tell you about Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models of cars, it's basically impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why would you endure pointless or intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand that their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You can save time and money with rockauto.com. The website is super easy to use. It is cheaper than basically any chain store or car dealership. Uh, and it's a family business. They've been serving DIYers or professionals for over 20 years. And no matter who you are, those, those reliably low prices are reliably low. And they have everything you could need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, uh, even things like new carpet. If you can put it on or in your car or truck, rockauto.com 
probably sells it. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Seth Jones could be the next captain of, of the Chicago Blackhawks. He could. I don't know what's going to happen when those contracts expire. I can't see either of them going anywhere, but who knows? I mean, with the, the team getting younger, um, it, it's going to be an interesting conversation, but that's for still two years in the future. I don't even want to think about a team. <laughs> no, that is, that I is even, future I don't even want to, until you have I don't, to. I don't even, I don't even want to think about a team without Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane. I'm already down uh, Corey Crawford, Brent Seabrook, Duncan Keith, Nicholas Jalmerson just retired today. It's like yeah. what Patrick Sharp's been gone for a couple of years now. It's like what is what is happening here? So we're, I know, we're it's gonna been pump, a, we're it's gonna, been a rough couple of years. I do want to we're gonna pump the brakes a little bit before we talk about Kane and Taze leaving here, Jay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah no, I I kind of am in the same the same boat. Obviously, Chicago Columbus doesn't have the same kind of. Uh, uh, star power that Chicago ever had, but I was thinking uh, the other day, um, and I looked it up. And my so my first year as a Blue Jackets fan was 2014. My first Blue Jackets game in person at Nationwide was April 2015. Uh, there is one player still on the roster who was on the roster at that game. Now with the with the trade of Cam Atkinson, obviously the departures Oof. of of Felino and Savard uh, earlier. In, in the year, the only player that is still on the roster from when I started following the team is Boone Jenner. <laughs> All right. Good old Boone Jenner. It's crazy. And I, I have a horrible feeling they're going to flip him at the deadline because he is the exact kind of player that people love to pick up at the deadline. Yeah, definitely. So, a great um, bottom six ad for a team trying to make a run. Exactly. But that is that is enough of our uh, retirement woes. I feel like every time we record, we get kind of Somehow. sad about players of the past like we got like that time we basically just cried about Brent Seabrook for like 20 minutes um but we also pre- we also predicted Andrew Shaw's retirement low-key we've been we doing did. some weird I things don't, yeah <laughs> that, that feels a little a little bad maybe we should stop making predictions on uh on these crossovers because they all seem to come true <laughs> hey well uh then the Blackhawks I'm gonna predict that the Blackhawks are gonna be good again sometime soon and hopefully uh, keep my fingers crossed that one comes true as well. I'll, uh, I'm just going to make a, t- a note of that timestamp for future, uh, future reference. <laughs> um, but yeah, we've kind of talked a little bit about Seth Jones, talked about his contract. Uh, I want to know from you, we talked a little bit about this last time at a Boquist. I did some uh, of my own personal scouting last night, uh, which mostly consisted of looking at his Instagram to see if he has a dog. Uh, not only does he have a dog, apparently he is best friends with Alex Debrinkert's dogs. Uh, who are some of my favorite Instagram follows. Um, oh, yes. But what about what about on the ice? Tell me about Adam Boquist on the ice and any other kind of fun, fun unofficial scouting things for him. Uh, first off, Columbus Blue Jackets fans are going to love Adam Boquist. He, he's a great kid. Um, it's He's a super great follow on Instagram. He always loves showing his personality and he'll have some great posts. Um, and on the ice... He's got a lot of potential, and this was this past season was his second in the NHL. Uh, his first go around was a little bit tough, but he was also 19 years old in the NHL. Um, 
and he kind of just got exposed for being undersized and, and just not being physically mature enough to be in this league. Come playoff time when it was the postseason bubble, Adam Boquist was scratched a couple times in playoff games because he just wasn't physically mature enough yet. But this past season, he really made some strides. Uh, we know all about his offensive skill set. That's why he got drafted eighth overall by the Blackhawks. He just has unbelievable puck handling abilities. He, he's the defenseman that can skate the puck through the neutral zone and carry it into the offensive zone. Uh, got a hell of a shot. We need to see him be a little bit more aggressive, but he's a great, great scorer. And he can also uh, be the guy that runs the power play from the points as well. But defensively, this past season was really where he made his most impressive strides because as I just talked about, that first year wasn't very good. But this, this past year, he really upped his game and um, was capable of playing a top four role already just being 19 or 20 years old. So for Columbus, he may not come in right away and um, be, be ready to be that cornerstone next defenseman for you guys. But if you be patient and let him grow, there is a lot of upside there with Adam Boquist. He's going to be, a, a, I really believe, a, a prospect. He, he's going to turn into a good defenseman. The offensive game isn't really a worry. It's just if he can sure up the defensive side enough, he's going to be a top pairing guy. He really has that upside. So for Columbus, you, you did get a good one in Adam Boquist. It, it's tough as a Blackhawks fan to see him go. Um, but again, I knew it was going to cost, cost the Blackhawks something to get a player with the caliber of Seth Jones. Um, Coming up in a minute, I've got the end of my conversation with Jack. But first, I've got to tell you about Bet Online. Olympics happening right now. And if you want to make a little bit of money, maybe on, I don't know, cycling or swimming or gymnastics or BMXing or climbing, then... You can track all of the action for that online at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all of your sporting needs, including the Olympics, MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC MMA action. You can even bet on next year's Stanley Cup winner, which is uh, maybe a little bit premature, but also if you fancy, you know, taking a risk, then put some money on the Blue Jackets winning the Stanley Cup next year. I uh, I dare you. <laughs> So before the next event, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, signed bonuses, and contest information. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. And if you use promo code LOCKEDON, you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Once again, that is betonline.ag. Use promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. But I would, I would be super excited about the future of Adam Boquist. He, he's such a good young kid. He's only 20. Um, he's already got some games under his belt. And um, he, he's a guy that you should be excited to have on your blue line going forward for sure. Yeah, definitely. I've seen a couple of, um, I don't think they're reporters, just like general Blackhawks people on Twitter who have kind of been saying that he's soft. Um because and like he's injury prone apparently because he broke his wrist this season and so that kind so, of had already, so stupid that already kind of inclined me to be like well I'm gonna fight these people for this kid um yeah because as as someone who had Ryan Murray on his team for a long time uh this Ooh. idea of injury prone defenseman makes me want to fight but um yeah I I, I mean since before we talked the last time and you mentioned Anna Boquist as a as a potential 
target for us. I hadn't really heard a lot about him. I've since gone back and looked at some of his highlights, some of his uh, some of his plays, and yeah, I the offensive stuff again is is like you say, it's not really a worry. And honestly, I always feel like giving young defensemen a little bit of leeway with defense is kind of expected. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's defense is much harder to play than than offense, um, especially if you are an offensive style defenseman like uh, Zach Wierenski. Um, Zach Wierenski did a lot of work his sophomore year in the NHL to kind of really shore up that defense because he was so good offensively. I think it didn't really occur to him that he needed to be just as strong defensively. Um, so I don't know how it's going to go with two potential uh, offense first defensemen on that top pairing. So I wonder if uh, we do some some shuffling around and see see how that works. But yeah, I'm I'm super excited for for Adam Boquist. Um, and also we ended up flipping that second round pick from you guys for another defenseman, Jake Bean. Uh, who, right. Again, I I didn't know a ton about, but Carolina seemed pretty sad to lose him. So uh, it's. It's it's all good. I don't think that the two of them add up to make a Seth Jones, but it's it is two young defensemen, uh, and yeah, I'm I'm really excited. It's been a while since I've been really excited about a trade that the Blue Jackets have made because it feels like they just keep trading away my favorites for nothing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm super excited for for Anaboquist to coming to town it seems like he's excited to get started which you know as we i'm sure we talked about before if you are in columbus is not necessarily a given that you're excited to be there but i am uh, yeah i'm definitely excited for adam boquist and we will have to uh get together maybe halfway through the season see how our our former former children are doing <laughs> absolutely yes yes blackhawks fans this is this is the perfect example of what you should do let half a season go by and then go back and reevaluate the trade before you jump to conclusions. I like that idea, Jay. Sounds like a good yeah. one to me. Well, we we did it with um, I did it with Harrison for Locked On Jets for the Lionel Dubois trade, and I was like, okay, immediately I hate this because I loved Dubois, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to be rational for once in my life. We'll give it a season. We'll get back together at the end of the season and kind of evaluate both players. And I think we're going to do it again, like at the end of next season, and hopefully we can kind of get we can track how the trade goes throughout throughout the careers. So yeah, it'll be really good to kind of look back oh. at, at, you know, halfway through the season at the end of the season, see how much of an impact the teams have made with the respective players. Um, I get the instinct to make snap decisions for trades. I did it literally eight hours ago with the Atkinson Voracek trade. Uh, I was mad as hell for like an hour and a half and then I kind of calmed down a little bit and was like right okay would I be this angry if it was literally any other player on the roster because <laughs> again so Cam Atkinson was the only jersey I had of a guy that was still on the team <laughs> and now he's gone um, so I have five Blue Jackets jerseys none of them are guys who are currently on the team um, oh, but Voracek is, and again, for Blue Jackets listeners, I will, you know, go over this trade in a little bit more detail in a future episode, but Voracek led the Flyers in scoring last season. There was that one crazy year a couple of years ago where he just led the league in scoring for like, a while. like 75 games. Yeah, and I kept, waiting for, to, I kept waiting for it to like re- resettle and for him to drop back down. And he just kind of kept leading the league in scoring. It was, it was wild. So yeah, I think 
it hurts that it's Cam Atkinson, um, but looking at it, you know, as rationally as I can, trade's not terrible. And I think this trade is also going to shake out to not be terrible for either team. You know, it, yeah. it's what both teams it's it's what both teams needed. You needed a number one defenseman. We needed uh, to get literally anything for Seth Jones, who was halfway out the door. And we ended up getting, you know, uh, uh, wow, I can't speak. We ended up getting a significant defensive prospect, a first round pick that we turned into uh, Cole Sillinger, who gives us a little bit more center depth in our prospect pool, uh, a first round pick next year, that second round pick, which, like I said, we flipped for Jake Bean. So I think the, 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 the problem with this trade, I think, that a lot of people are having is the contract. That yes. seems to be the biggest sticking point. But if you actually, if you take money out of it and you say, okay, we have a defenseman as good as Seth Jones, we've given up X, Y, and Z for him. I think if you balance it out, I think it does. It's a lot more even than a lot of people are thinking, I think. Yes, I agree. I agree. And yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to uh, in the next couple months here, midway point of the season or uh, at the end of the year, talking about how this trade looks in, in future time. Yeah. And I can congratulate you on Seth Jones's Norris, because again, <laughs> like I mentioned at the top of the, at the top of the episode, we are cursed. Players leave and immediately do better somewhere else. William Carlson scored 43 goals when he uh, left for the Golden Knights. Alexander Wenberg scored his first career hat-trick against us when he left for Florida, you know? So I fully expect Seth Jones to just victimize us uh, when the Blue Jackets and the Blackhawks meet next season. But I think we should wrap things up there. I think we got some pretty good uh, Boquist scouting. We broke down the, the trade in a way that hopefully both sides will look at and be like, actually, this is not the worst thing that's ever happened in the history of the team. Um, but if, if I have some, some listeners that want to kind of keep up with Seth Jones, see how he's doing, uh, where can, where can people find you and your show? Yeah, they can find the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, wherever they get their podcasts, Apple podcasts, Spotify, Google podcasts. You can get it anywhere. If you want to check out the Twitter account, you can find it at capital L capital O underscore Blackhawks. As for myself, I'm on Twitter at Jack Bushman too. You can check me out there or you can check out my personal Blackhawks account at Talking Hockey. And that's all the time I have for today. Tomorrow, I will be sitting down with Rachel and Danielle over at Locked On Flyers to get a little bit of a uh, scouting preview for old Blue Jacket, now new Blue Jacket, Jacob Voracek. Uh, we will uh, see how he's grown in the eight years or so that he has been gone from the team. So that's, that is tomorrow. Very exciting. I've been Jay Foster. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. And uh, you can find this podcast, and you can find this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we are also on Twitter at lo underscore bluejacket. We will be talking all things bluejacket all off season long. So go ahead and give me a follow over there. If you have comments, questions, criticisms, you can email me at lockedonbluejacket at gmail dot com. And until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on. <laughs>